welcome everyone to uh, Heatcast. We are on our seventh episode. If I um, remember that correctly, the last one we did was um, with Weeby McDonald and his group, and we also had Willie Vang, President Willie Vang, uh, on our show uh, a couple of episodes ago. Tonight we have a very special guest. Very excited to have um, Pat Freeman, uh, founder of MBT Midwest Basketball Training. Also, Camp Extra Extraordinaire uh, does a lot of stuff with Midwest Three on Three. Um, works alongside with uh, a lot of top local high school kids that have gone on to play college hoops now. So, McKinley Wright, Theo John, um, Brad Davison. So, without further ado, uh, welcome, Pat. How you doing? Hi, how you doing? Super excited to be here. Um, um, I tuned into the first couple episodes. I think I'm one or two behind. I think it might be just one behind now. Um, so super excited to be here and um, love what you guys got going on and love all the turnout so far with the podcast. So super cool. You guys are doing a great job. No, I appreciate it. I think during this time, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, how can we give the people uh, the basketball content without the actual sport being played? So, um, you know, we, we, we try to get creative. We try to bring uh, new faces to the fold. Um, we're excited for what we have rolling out in the future. But um, like I said, we're, we're excited to have you uh, on this show tonight. Um, so, yeah, let's dive right in. Um, MBT, man, like, I've seen what you guys are doing. Uh, very, very excited for what you guys have going and um, all the good stuff that you guys have uh, planned. Do you just want to talk to me about like how this all came about? You're pretty in deep with Midwest Three on Three. Um, where did the idea for MBT come from? For sure. So I started back when I was a junior in high school. Uh, my parents, we grew up with no cable TV, no uh, video games, uh, but my parents put a slab in the backyard uh, with the hoops. So I, I just spent a ton of time out there in the backyard playing. And then my junior year, I started training kids. So I uh, put together okay. just a little flyer when I was in high school. So I've been training kids since I was 16. So like the last 15 years. Um, and I was probably terrible the first 12 of them. So I feel for those kids. Uh, but no, I've had a lot of fun. Um, just uh, getting, getting started with back in high school and then through college. And then uh, when I worked for the Timberwolves and Lynx, I did a lot of team training. Um, and then I've always worked with kind of like the local high school. I went to Champlain Park. Um, so I've worked with their program yep. probably the last 10 years or so now. Uh, spring, summer, fall. Um, and then I've done a lot of team youth association training in the winter. So um, if my internet goes out here, I just got a little notification. Um, so if I get a bump here, just letting you guys know, I think I should be fine. But um, so training from all, all the way back and then this last kind of six months to a year or two, I've teamed up with um, Annie and then Josh, um, who's uh, I think a heat alum and does a lot of heat stuff as well. So um, teamed up with those two kind of to create Midwest basketball training, um, kind of just really just to formalize what we're doing. We're already do doing a lot of this stuff, but to get a website, um, get a logo um, and just try to kind of build this um, and, and try to find some of the top uh, players uh, or co um, trainers, excuse me, um, around and kind of build a team of, of resources where I was um, kind of had a full schedule. I um, mean, I was at capacity. So, hey, who else can we team up with? So super excited to team up with those, uh, those two and, and um, kind of that's how we got started. Um, give me a second here, guys. Give me a second. Yep. All right. Sorry, we got people walking all, all around the house. So pardon me here. But um, no, that's really awesome to hear. Uh, Pat and you know 
when you're in this industry, you, you, when you're in the sports industry, the, the question that always gets asked is what's your why? Why have this passion? You know, I, I know you talked about starting with personal training when you were young, when you were uh, 16, when you were still in high school. That could have led you anywhere else. You, you could have been a basketball coach. You could have worked on the management side of uh, basketball. You stuck with basketball training, with personal training. Why? It's a great question. So I've always, obviously, like most people, been, been passionate about basket, basketball and, and then really fell in love with it probably my freshman year of high school. But the, um, the it's kind of two pieces for me, basketball and the entrepreneurship side. So I, I'm a double majored in entrepreneurship and sports management in, in college. So I, I love the entrepreneurship piece, piece of it. And then obviously the hoops. Uh, when I was growing up, I never had a trainer. I still don't think, even though it's my, my job, I don't yes you can a trainer can be helpful but you can do a lot of stuff on your own but i just want to be there for the kid like me growing up i never had a trainer uh never really had a mentor or a ton of great basketball uh, friends that hey just hey this is the path you got to go so um i had a lot of road bumps a lot of ups lots of downs um so through those downs i want i want to try to be there for the, for the kids uh, like like myself when i was there um just to keep people hey here's here's where how good you can be here's what you need to be doing um just kind of be there for um the, the kids that were, were like myself who were really roller coaster through high school and college uh, making good decisions making bad decisions of hey how can i be that mentor um, and kind of lead kids uh, who are in a position like myself from a young age all, all the way up th through the ranks no, that, that, that's really awesome to hear. And I think uh, that's, I, I don't want to speak for Willie, but you know, there, there's a lot of similarities in what you guys have done here with Willie starting the Minnesota Heat when he was um, a freshman in college. So, and you starting kind of your passion for training at, at an early age. So that's, it's really cool to see uh, what you guys have been able to do, turn your passion into something that's uh, a little bit larger. So, you know, in, in looking at your training and what you've done, you know, like I said, you've worked with the likes of Brad Davison, McKinley Wright, Theo John. You know, how have you, how did you establish the, the connection with those players to start out? You know, obviously you've, you're, you've made a name for yourself now, but you know, in the early stages, how did you uh, strike that, strike that connection? For sure. And I've always enjoyed, really enjoyed working with the youth. So actually that's where 90% of my time is that fourth through eighth grader. So uh, Theo happened to be my neighbor. So we grew up in the okay. same neighborhood. Um, so uh, when he was in seventh grade, I think we started working together in the backyard, um, just, just on basics, basic one-on-one -on -one, um, stuff with him. And um, throughout the years of, with Midwest 3 and 3, obviously, um, that puts me in a gym every Sunday night in front of four to 800 kids. So uh, getting to referee their games, site direct, see kids in the gym, encourage them, build relationships that way. Um, so really just building relationships with kids at, at a young age. And um, some of them happen to be Division One players, and most of them don't. Um, right. And either, either way, just how, how, how can we maximize the, their potential um, and really find the kids that really want to work hard um, and, and try to, hey, here's a couple things uh, that you can be doing. And obviously, McKinley, with being a champlin kid, um, that relationship there. And then Brad, just not till the last couple of years, um, his parents did a, a wonderful job um, with him. He spent hours and hours and hours and hours with his parents uh, growing up. I don't think um, in his high school coaches as well. So um, just the last couple of years with that relationship. So again, just um, again, basketball, it's everybody knows everybody. So it's just kind of um, 
building those relationships with the kids at the young age and uh, finding kids that you vibe well with that, that really want to work and, and kind of going from there. Yeah. So, you know, when, when we talk about those guys, uh, Davison, Wright, John, and, and working a lot with them, what are kind of the, what are some of the things that you see in common between all three? Like what makes them such great basketball players? For sure. For sure. Great question. And there's not just those Three, I got a lot of girls on the girls' side, so I right. want to sure. shout out and, and all the other people who are playing Division One, Division Two, or Division Three, any college or even high school players. Um, I think it comes down to the consistency piece, right? So we don't work on anything crazy, um, especially with um, like in Brad's system, for, for example, with Wisconsin. I mean, it's pretty cut, cut and dry what uh, his role is and, and the things that he should and shouldn't be doing. So um, a lot of those players, it's really just mastering the basics, but it's the consistency and level of um, – play that they do it at. So I think a lot of kids want to work hard when they want to work. I mean, with Theo growing up, it was 6 a.m. workouts, four or five days a week, getting up to the high school. He would skip high school football games, knowing that he could sneak into the gym and get some work in. So all the kids would be at the high school football games. He would sneak into the gym and get shots up for that extra 90 minutes. So he really dedicated himself his last couple years of high school. so I think that it's really, you don't need, it's Mikan's, it's shooting off the catch. It's, um, it's a lot of basic stuff, but it's the consistency and, and level of commitment of taking care of their sleep, their nutrition, um, and, and then the time commitment of I'm going to d- dive in six, seven days a week and do this instead of when I want to do it. No, I, I love that uh, you mentioned the Mike and drill because, you know, that, you know, that was a drill I did when I was playing for Willie when I was in like seventh and eighth grade. So what was that? Te- uh, 15 years ago um and it's crazy now because you we live in the twitter world where everything is on social media you see a lot of these trainers a lot of uh coaches that incorporate a lot of gimmicks into their onto their drills and um you 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 see the merit but you you also wonder like is it is it all for show you know is it all for For show is it actually accomplishing what it's uh supposed to so um, yeah, I mean, wh- wh- where do you kind of stand with that? Like, do you use a lot of props? Or I, I don't want to say props, but do you use a lot of, of equipment when you train these guys and For girls? Sure. No, when I when I first started, um, I, I was more into that stuff for the tennis. Like, I think you, you got to find that balance of keeping things fun and mixing it up. Um, and then knowing their your player that you're working with, knowing their coach, what their system is and what their role is. Um, so I, I get it to a certain extent uh, with some of the stuff, but... I mean, when, when you see some stuff, it's like, how often are you actually using that in a game where you, you're better off shooting 500 shots, at, uh, uh, just catch and shoot shots, uh, which can bore a lot of kids. So you can't get bored with the basics. I get it that you got to mix it up from time to time um, and, and stuff like that. So I'll never throw anybody uh, under the bus. So it's, it's how a game, it's really just buying into the player, what their role is. If you're a point guard, you handle the ball a lot. You got to be able to do a lot of that stuff. If you're not, um, it's again at that level you really got to master your role so really diving into those two or three areas I think can be better than being average at five or six of them good man hey th- those are some great um, advice tips for our listeners who uh, one either want to be a personal trainer like you or two players who essentially want to or who might someday become you know, want to be in the shoes of like the Brad Davisons and the other players that you uh, train as well. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's great, great, great advice. For sure. For sure. Um, you, you mentioned your uh, brief stint with, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. What did you do for them 
what, what was the role that you assumed uh, during your time? Yeah. So when I was a junior, uh, Jeff Minicky, you know, do you guys know Jeff Minicky at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like the greatest person of all time. Uh, so yeah, he got yeah. up with the Wolves. So I went to school with his kid. Um, so he got me a, an opportunity with Mark Madsen in the Timberwolves basketball camps. So those were, I will still go to the grave on this, the greatest basketball camps of all time. He would come with his championship rings. Uh, my brother won a signed Tracy Madrid Grady game used jersey. So he would come with all, all the uh, uh, gear and, and swag. And he all his competitions, it was so great at those camps. All his competitions were not skill-based. So he'd have a game where you cross your hands like this and you'd have to clap. Uh, so we gave every kid a chance to w to win, um, which was so so cool. He was the the best. He's called a head coach in, in college now, which is uh, super cool. And obviously, he he got his championship rings with the Lakers and played with Kobe. So uh, those days were were the most fun with Todd Landrum and some of those guys uh, way back in the day. And then um, I was in their basketball academy department. Okay. So um, I started. Um, kind of directing camps, training, um, and, and, and going from there. So I did that for four years full-time and another four or five years part-time before that. Yeah, the Minnesota Youth, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves Youth Academy has really made an aggressive push here. Um, in recent years, uh, They, I think their camps are now pretty much in every pocket of the state you can think of. They're running a camp, especially during those um, off days in school. Um, and besides from the camps, they are now running events too. So I know um, they are really trying to tap into like the youth market, which is great to see. I mean, what's a better marketing tool than say, hey, you're participating in something that's Wolves um, affiliated. So um, it's really good to see what they're doing there. Uh, you mentioned Munich. Uh, you know, we've, the Minnesota Heat is very close with them, uh, obviously through Willie. So um, really, really uh, great stuff they have going on over there. For sure. Him, Matt Bear, um, they do a great yep. job. Matt does such a great job connecting with high school coaches, uh, bringing in my favorite memory there was the play where the pros play. So the youth teams and the high school teams and the Timberwolves shoot yep. up. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So many good memories. So they do um, and the rest of their team does a better job uh, than I think a lot of the other NBA teams that really connecting at that youth and high school level. Yeah, no, it's awesome. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds for those guys and what other products and services they have rolling out so um you know shifting gears here you know let's talk about the the elephant in the room the uh, pandemic and how it pertains to basketball like how uh, has a pandemic helped hurt um has it been steady like how has this situation affected your training for sure. So we were set to launch our website and everything like that right before this hit. Um, so we were we were set to launch. We had a group training. So we do um, spring, summer, small group training. Um, so we had actually our whole calendar set through uh, July um, in August, um, actually. And then this stuff hit. So we flipped gears right when this hit. I was talking to a couple of dads and they're like, man, we're so bummed. We can't play AU right now and we can't practice. I'm like, well, what if we tried it virtually? So then um, that was seven, eight weeks ago. So we can flip, completely flip gears. Um, so I was working with Josh and Annie up until that point of, hey, we had a good solid plan put, to, put together on what we were going to do, similar to years past. Um, and we completely switched gears to the online training. So I did a couple test runs and we were kind of first to market um, with this stuff. And I think one of our first views or videos that we did had over 10,000 views. So now we are right now, everything is virtual. Um, so we have hundreds of kids coming through our program. I think we've seen over 
3,000 different kids in the last seven weeks um, through the virtual training. So a lot of ball handling and defense so far. So we completely scrapped our plan and just started scratch um, through Zoom um, and kind of figured it out on the fly. So um, that's kind of been our focus these past couple weeks. Um, and we're kind of going month, month by month at a time now of um, obviously, we'd love to be in the gym like everybody else, uh, but it's great to keep our relationships with the through the youth associations. We see thousands of kids each year. So to be able to see those kids uh, multiple times per week um, is awesome to keep those relationships and really just try to be a bright spot in their day of, hey, this is some type of normal for the kid where it's a set practice. We're still going to work hard. Uh, they got homework to do outside of these sessions. Um, so it's been really fun. Um, to see these kids um, and the feedback that we've received um, has been extremely positive. So that that piece has been um, a lot of fun here the last month, month or two. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, more than anything, what the pandemic has done for everyone in the basketball world, uh, especially in the grassroots level, is it made everyone be more flexible and be creative, think outside of the box. You know, uh, like I mentioned, uh, for us, for Willie and I, we've been thinking of ways of, uh, delivering basketball content to everyone without the actual playing. And, you know, for, for you, you know, you took basketball training, you took it virtually, um, which is awesome to see. And um, signs of a good leader and a good uh, entrepreneur is being able to adapt and, you know, make, uh, make changes on the fly. So kudos to what you guys are doing uh, over at MBT. Um, it, right now, is everything uh, done virtually? Like, do you guys have any uh, workouts, like at parks, whether it be a small group, or is everything just on Zoom? Right now, everything's virtual, so we're, we're going to play it safe with with everything going on here. Obviously, I think every kid wants to be in the gym and would be in the gym if they could. Um, and and we're hoping. I think the first thing to open up in my in my mind would be that that one on one training or the no contact training. Um, right. Here, whenever that happens, so we're ready and prepared for for when when that happens. Uh, but right now, everything's been virtually. And then obviously the three on three piece, that's actually my full time job. Um, so like everybody else, I mean, we had 10 or 11 spring leagues going a night right now, every Sunday night, with thousands of kids coming through. So that's put on hold, um, working with Mike and Christy, uh, who are my, my bosses there uh, on kind of um, some plans for the future, and what that looks like, because we had 400 to 800 kids coming through a gym all at the same time. So something like that, obviously, is, is greatly affected. Um, so we're putting together um, some alternative plans and, and um, hopeful that at, at some point um, we, we can get back here. But like everybody else, um, it's it, it's a waiting game. And, and, and ultimately, um, with the number of people affected and stuff, we, we want to do it, it the right way and, and make sure things are, are safe and we, and we get the green light before we come back. Yeah, I, I think I resonated a lot when you said you, you want to do it safely. I think that that's the biggest piece with this is as much as us, us basketball uh our organizations, basketball leaders, as much as we want to get back on the court, um, you know, we can't, we can't put, put kids' lives at risk. And it's not just those kids. It's who they will be in contact with uh, after those basketball games, not to mention the, the reps, the fans, the, the, the scoreboard workers, the admissions workers. You know, there, there's a plethora of um, people that can be affected by this. So um, kudos to everyone. And, you know, it's, it's not just you, it's not just Willie and I, it's everyone in, in this industry, you know, the likes of the Comets and Chris Lewis, Kruger and Select, Jeremy Miller and D1, and even, you know, Prep Hoops guys and Nick, Nick Carroll, they, they erred on the side of safety. They, 
it, it shows, it speaks to how much they truly care about the basketball, uh, the youth basketball community here in Minnesota. So um, we're lucky to be in the market that we're in, that we have passionate people um, that truly care for, for the betterment of the kids. For sure. And the other cool piece of this, a lot of the trainers and other programs, there's so much cool content online being produced for free uh, for the kids nowadays. I mean, you have, you have no excuse not to get better where you can hop on Twitter, follow five different tw uh, trainers. And, and really, if you're motivated, watch the video, go do it. Watch the video. Go. Do, I mean, there's there's new content out there all the time. Thanks to people like yourself uh, and make, make sure to check out the Heat, Heat website. I know you guys have posted um, some stuff there, which is awesome. So, I mean, as a, as a kid, what else could you ask for? Um, right. if, if you're stuck inside, uh, there, there's really no excuse not, not to get better. I know everyone wants to play games. Um, I, I get it. I want to be in the gym more than anybody else. Um, and, and we're hopeful to be back soon. Um, so, uh, but in the meantime, hey, let's, let's control what we can control um, and continue just to get 1% better every day from a from coaching aspect and, and from, a, uh, from a player aspect as well. How much of your life have you gotten back not being stuck in a gym like every Sunday running those three-on-three league games? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I miss it. I'm here. This is, this is my little studio here. So I'm live in session. We got 30 to 32 hours a week on court right now. Um, so, and then another probably 20 to 30 uh, behind the scenes uh, just to, to plan these workouts and stuff. So um, I haven't seen my family much, a lot, a lot. We just moved too. Um, so okay. I got two little ones and my wife's uh, an absolute saint the last uh, seven, eight weeks here uh, as, as we get this thing off the ground. Um, so it's really kept my mind off things really. Of, I'm just, Hey, how can we, okay. I got about four or five things that we haven't been able to get to yet. Um, but I'm always, Hey, what, what can we do to improve? What else? Um, trying to listen, survey, what do the kids want? Um, so we're rolling out some shooting, some post play stuff here the next couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. Um, so it's really, I know a lot of people have slowed down. Um, I, it's, pro it's probably been the complete opposite so far. Eventually I'd love, love to slow okay. down a little bit, but uh, for the kids and I, I love what I do. Um, and, and I think Josh and um, Annie are, 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 are very similar. So we've, we've had a blast, but are looking forward to when we can get back in the gym. Yeah. So, you know, and, and talking about the training, what, what kind of format do you guys have? I know you guys offer some um, small group, like team, uh, team sessions. Uh, what other formats do you guys offer here? For sure. So we are hooked in with, I think, 12 or 13 youth associations right now. So training all of the kids in their, um, their groups. So we kind of have a, an intermediate and advanced option for a lot of those, those groups. So those are twice a week. And then we offer about 10 different classes. So a basics class, intermediate class, advanced class for like, the, excuse me, high school kids. Um, and then we have some footwork classes, some triple threat classes, uh, two ball classes, uh, just kind of keeping it fun and mixing it up for the kids. So really we're trying to meet every kid where we're at. We have a ton of middle school kids in our programs and a good chunk of that younger high school group. And then even some college players um, that, that hop on uh, to, get, to get that sweat in and that cardio in, I think is one of the biggest things uh, with, the, with these times is who's gonna be in game shape when, when we come back to play. And that's really impossible to do without playing games, uh, but adding the defense component in the last couple of weeks here, um, so that's kind of been our format so far um, and looking to expand that here the next couple of weeks. And what, what, are you, what are you guys looking at as far as like your, um, your operating times? You know, when do you offer these classes, um, you know, your advanced classes, your intermediate? Is there like a time frame in which the, the kids can, the, the kids that are uh, wanting to participate in the future, they can expect to, yeah. to watch these videos? Basically 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And we're always live. 
So we have set okay. class. You pick the schedule that's best for you. Um, so we have kids joining us. I think we had some kids nine, eight or nine sessions uh, this past, past week with us, so multiple per day. Um, so I think that the average kid has seen us two to three times a week right now, which is probably more now than when we do our training in person, where it's a lot of one to two days a week working with different groups. So it's fun to uh, see those kids progress. And I mean, we've been working with a few for seven or eight weeks now, and just to see their strides and know that they're practicing. Like if you work with us one or two days a week, you're not gonna get that much better. It's what are you gonna do at home? Um, we send out all the recordings. So now the kids can go back and rewatch the workout, um, go through anything they struggled with. So it's, hey, we, we, we really encourage um, that time away from us. What, what are you gonna do with it? And how are you gonna maximize that? And that ultimately is where the improvement comes. Out of curiosity, what has been the most attended, the number of uh, kids that attended your session, the most number? Great question. So we do um, a couple free sessions a week with either Midwest three on three um, or um, just a, a free session in general. So there we don't cap it. Uh, the rest of our sessions are capped just so we can see every, I can see up to 25 people at a time on a screen. Um, so that gives us a great opportunity. If there's 70, 80, 100, 200 kids, we can't see everybody. And Zoom right. is really cool. I know there's a lot of people doing the Instagram and Facebook and we do some of that too, but you can't see the kids working out. So now we can hey, get to know you, um, get to know your habits, get to know when you're struggling, encourage you, tell you when you're doing it wrong, um, ask questions before and after and build those relationships with the kids. So I think a couple of the sessions, uh, the, the free ones, I think we had um, on, on Facebook Live, we've hit over a thousand. Um, but I think anywhere from like that two to 500 mark uh, for, for some of those free ones of obviously we can't see all the kids at once, but just providing a fun um, opportunity to get in a quick sweat uh, with, with, with those free ones. So it's been a lot of fun. Good, man. Hey, I, like I said, um, very happy to see the success MBT is having and, you know, you've done plenty for the heat, uh, you know, help you helped us out with our MEA camp and um, you know, running that on the West side and you personally helped me out, uh, when I ran that Filipino camp back in December. So big thanks. Uh, happy to see all, all the blessings that, that that's going your way before we wrapped up, we wrap up here. I wanted to throw a couple of questions your way just to kind of pick apart your brain, um, and, you know, get to know you a little bit more. Um, one, do you have any, um, like pandemic shows you know go-to shows or a book that you read do you have any um suggestions for for our listeners man that's a great question we haven't even turned on our tv here so i haven't watched a show uh in a month or two um i i love the what i i like kind of the, the slots the um gosh what are the other shows i watch i can't even think about it Chicago PDs, some of that stuff, but I'm, I'm huge into podcasts. So I love Gary Vee. Okay. Um, so I try to stay up to date with his stuff. Uh, Matt, Matt Bear from the Wolves got a new podcast. So he's had some fun guests on. So I would check out that podcast. Willie was uh, on last, podcast. last episode. Willie was on. Yes. I listened. Bear, yes. That was, that was a great one yeah. to hear Willie's uh, story of how he, he started it and, and grinded it out. Um, uh, so much good stuff. I was, I was going back and forth with him on it. It was, it was fantastic. So, um, I, the, the podcast stuff I, I'm, I'm big into, um, and then the, the obviously the, the last dance. Um, so we that's the one thing we've watched on the computer uh, the last couple Sundays. Episode seven was was my favorite by far. So um, I don't know what I'm going to do after this week when it's over. I'll, 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 I'll go back and watch everyone again. To be honest. Full disclaimer: I've not watched one episode oh of The Last Dance. I know it's kind of a it's blasphemous, but but there there is a reason behind the madness. I. Um, want to just sit down and take all of them in at 
and so all 10 episodes so i'm gonna wait until it's the entire thing is done and two i don't know if you noticed but every sunday night at about 6 or 7 p.m the twitter feed is all last dance and everyone giving their own basketball takes and you know i i I don't want to watch it and read all the takes and be either infuriated or you know just be upset at what someone said about it so i want to wait until it's done i'm going to wait until the you know the dust is settled and then i'm going to go in and watch all of it sure i'll watch it again with you i'd love to be i'd love to binge watch it and just go episode to episode and it's just amazing the access being in the nba we got to hear some of those stories and be around it a little bit but it's just i think it's incredible the access uh th- those guys got in those times to be able to tell those stories and um see some of the behind the scenes things behind the scenes things is uh is pretty neat so hopefully more of those to come with with other players move, move, move. i know they got some footage on kobe so um, I would love, I mean, any, any of that stuff, obviously is a junkie right now, the ratings gotta be through the roof. I would think. Gally, put that down for our next great idea. Rewatchables of yeah, different sure. basketball, d- different basketball videos. So, um, lastly, um, Pat, before we send you off, do you have any, uh, lasting advice tips for, um, the listeners out there, whether, you know, they be basketball players, whether they be, uh, parents or, um, want to be trainers in the future you know what got you to this spot where you're at for sure um i think i mean a lot of sacrifices with the social life and in the friends and uh, playing softball and, and a lot of that stuff that that goes unnoticed i think similar to, to what willie said um it's not always easy but if you love it you got to love what you do so fine it might not be basketball but find whatever you love to do um and, and go after it with every everything you got and then, um, ask questions as a, as a player in this time i think it's really important you can control what you can control and instead of sitting here thinking every day feeling sorry for yourself that you can't play you or i mean a lot of this stuff sucks for kids i really feel for them but w- what can you control um every single day and, and just kind of set your set set on that of hey how, how can i get to better today and then worry about tomorrow. Eventually we're gonna be back in the gym. Eventually this is gonna go back to normal. I don't know when that's gonna be, uh, but hey, control what you can control each and every day um, and, and build off it. And it's a, it's a process, it's boring, it's hard, it's challenging. There's gonna be days that you don't wanna get up and do it. Um, if any trainers or anyone has any advice, um, my email address is pat at midwest3on3.com. So shoot me a note. I always love helping out, uh, especially young people who are, who are just try, getting advice, uh, whatever I can do to help them uh, get going. Um, I was in that position not too long ago and nervous because I knew I wanted to get in basketball and there's not many full-time basketball jobs out there in the state of Minnesota. If you don't coach at the college level, um, look around, there's, there's not a full, lot of full-time opportunities. So we're very blessed for what we do, uh, but we'd love to um, a- encourage and get, give feedback to any, any young people that we can. Well, couldn't have said it any better. So Pat, thanks again for your time. Um, always a pleasure talking with you. It's um, you, you you're, you always have a positive take on on a lot of things. So, um, thanks thanks again for um, for grace uh, for present uh, your presence tonight. So, um, before we before we leave, uh, how can kids sign up for your training? Where where do they need to go? For sure, it's MidwestBasketballTraining.com, um, or or just shoot, shoot me a note. We can get you connected with uh, whatever you need if you, they want to sign up or. or, or uh, look at a free session or something like that. Uh, shoot, shoot me a note, and, and we'll and we'll get you hooked up. So we we love the heat. So we're very thankful uh, for all our relationships with you guys. You guys do things the right way, um, and from top to bottom, from really every, everyone else down. It's, it's fun working with great people. 
um, in, in the basketball world. And there's so many great people around the state. That's, that's, we love working with you guys. So thank you for having me on. Well, we appreciate it. So on behalf of my co-host, Jared Nelson, who couldn't make it tonight, Matt Gallagher behind the keys, um, Pat Freeman, thanks again. Um, my name is Josh Presbitero, and that is your episode of The Heat Test. See you guys.